Hi, this is Malia Warner. Welcome to Power Principles, the podcast. This is episode 49, the story of my free Christmas tree. Hi, everyone. It is Christmas week. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I send you joy and warm wishes for whatever it is you are celebrating this season. For my third gift of Christmas for you, I wanted this week to give you a Christmas story. I love Christmas stories. Not necessarily a power principle in this story, although I think that there are some subtle principles in there, maybe a principle about frugality or gifts of the universe or something. I will let you find your own principles or just laugh and enjoy. I told this story last Christmas 2018 as kind of a test episode when I was just, I hadn't even launched the podcast yet. It was, I was launching in January and so this was kind of a test all of the equipment and the recording and the website and the podcast host and everything. So some of you may have heard the story last year, but there were many fewer people listening last year than this year. So I wanted to share it with the larger audience And it's such a fun story that I think it merits its own episode number. So I present episode 49, the story of my free Christmas tree. The following is a true story. In writing, we call that nonfiction. Although the tree in this story was greatly embellished, the facts have not been. It is absolutely 100% true. My husband and I got married in August of 1997. We moved to Logan, Utah so I could finish my last, at the time it was quarters, not semesters, so I could finish my last quarter of school at Utah State before graduating. We were poor, you know, that kind of freshly wedded tuition paying, diploma earning, employment seeking, future awaiting kind of poor. That sunny December afternoon, I laid my last college final on my professor's desk, a blue essay book overfilled with rapidly scribbled responses to essay questions like, what role did the head of the United States CIA play in the downfall of the Guatemalan economic system? If I passed this final, I would walk across the stage the next June among a sea of fellow graduates, reaching out my hands to receive my congratulations and my double and equally useless degrees in liberal arts and political science. I exited the humanities building and entered the student center, the Taggart Student Center. I planned to visit the display of the Campus Club Christmas Tree Decorating Contest. The December sun poured through the gigantic skylights and bathed me with rays of my bright future and sunny holidays now that I had no papers, no finals, or any boring texts to read. I began to daydream about my upcoming first Christmas with my new husband. And that's when I remembered our bare newlywed apartment. Our matrimonial union was a mere four months old and our sojourn in our married student housing would be brief. So what was the point really of buying a Christmas tree or spending money, our rarest commodity, on decorations that we would just have to move the next day. But still, the thoughts of my Christmasless apartment made me sad. 
I'd spent my previous two Christmases breaking dry baguettes in France with equally homesick companions in cold-floored, bare-walled, Christmas-treeless missionary apartments. More than anything this year, I wanted a warm, homey Christmas with all the trimmings. My melancholy deepened as I passed the remains of what had been the Christmas tree display. I had missed it. Pine needles, scraps of tinsels, and a few remnants of broken ornaments dirtied the floor. You know, the kind of scene that gives you the biggest urge to plug in an industrial-sized vacuum. Too busy cramming for finals, I hadn't walked through the tree festival before. I hadn't expected it to be gone so soon. I hung my head feeling a lot like Charlie Brown. Then, in the far corner, looking very cast off and unwanted, I spied four naked Christmas trees. Let me interrupt the story here to explain that the universe and I have always had an unspoken agreement. I would never buy anything that wasn't free, and the universe would provide me just enough opportunities to mooch, beg, rummage, or win the barest necessities of luxury. I'm not kidding. In college, I was one of the few people to have a computer, an actual computer, in the 1990s in my apartment because I had won it. In our first year of marriage, my husband and I had a 27-inch light-up remote control picture-in-picture colored television because I had won it. Seeing those stripped trees laying there ready to be tossed out like garbage, I recognized the universe giving me an opportunity. Suddenly filled with Christmas optimism, I bounded up the stairs to bother, I mean to knock on the door of the student body president. Come in. Uh, hello, um, Mr. President, sir. <clears throat> there are some trees downstairs that look like maybe they've been sentenced to Christmas at the Logan Landfill. You see, I'm married and poor, and if they're just going to the trash, I'd be happy to take one of them off your hands. Oh, I see. Well, Mrs. Poor and Married. Or was it Mrs. Married and Poor? Anyway, we donated the decorated trees to the Salvation Army for our needy local families. However, there was one tree that was too big to fit in our truck, and we don't know what to do with it. All of us are ready to leave for the holidays, so basically, if you can haul it away, it's yours. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, no problem. I will just go get my newlywed semi-truck. Um, just one thing. I didn't see any decorated trees down there. Well, my committee left that tree by the back doors. You'll recognize it. It has white lights. I think it has some gold angels and um, I think some musical instruments, maybe like some violins and some trumpets and stuff on it. If you can haul it away, it's yours. Merry Christmas, Mrs. Married. Skipping the stairs two at a time, I raced to meet my new, fully decorated and free Christmas tree. I rounded the corner and holy oxen and wise men, ladies and gentlemen, the tree came with four golden angels, five violins, six trumpets, three French horns, a dozen harps, red globes, golden apples, golden pears, giant-sized burgundy flowers, red ribbon, gold ribbon, live poinsettias, holly berries, live foliage, seven strands of white lights, two tree skirts, an extension cord, a tree stand, and even water. I was in Christmas tree heaven. This was my Christmas tree. My husband was working at the local Sears retail store, 
And oh, how I wanted to surprise him by finding a way to get this Christmas tree moved down to our apartment and set up. I could just imagine him coming home to our apartment and me, the victorious wife with a homemade dinner waiting on the table and an apartment filled with Christmas cheer, all with zero impact on our bank account. It didn't matter that I had no feasible way of getting the tree from the Taggart Student Center to my married apartment. It didn't matter that my husband had our only car at work or that I had walked to campus. I would find a way. I would carry that Christmas tree home on my back all the way down the hill past the Aggie football stadium if I had to. But first, I had another idea. I resorted to a strategy that had worked many times for me in the past. I took off my wedding ring, slipped it in my pocket, and began to flirt. Do you have a truck? Hey, do you happen to have a truck? I need to move a Christmas tree. Oh, you don't? Okay, well, What about your friend? Does your friend have a truck? No, no truck. Even without the wedding ring, the aura of married and taken proved too strong. My plan to surprise my husband didn't pan out. Though none of the college guys had a truck, one was nice enough to give me a quarter, and I found the payphone and called my husband at work. I'll skip over the details of trying to explain to my new husband, who wasn't yet familiar with my contract with the universe, and summarize instead by saying he rushed to the college campus during his 15-minute work break expecting to find an emergency. Instead, he found me waiting for him perfectly healthy. Now, how we got the tree back to our apartment is another story entirely. Let me create a picture here. Imagine my husband crouched deep into the trunk of our Oldsmobile four-door sedan, straddling and clinging to the prickly bark of a biggie-sized live blue spruce, shouting, slow down, honey, we lost an angel. Pulling into our designated apartment complex parking spot, we unloaded the tree, unlocked our apartment, wriggled the branches through the door, replaced the fallen angel, plugged in the lights, snapped our fingers, abracadabra folks, instant Christmas. Staring awestruck at our stroke of good fortune, my husband said, this is amazing. This is the most beautiful Christmas tree I have ever seen. And it was. I have never seen a tree so artistic artistically, so meticulously, so elegantly decorated. It looked like the poinsettias and the flowers and the golden apples were growing right from the branches of the tree. It looked like every light bulb was a brother to the pine needle next to it. I have never before or since witnessed a Christmas tree created so imaginatively and with so much love and care. And my husband said, of all of the clubs and organizations on the Utah State University campus, which one decorated this tree? Well, 
until that very day, I hadn't even known this club existed on the USU campus in 1997. And even at that moment, I wasn't 100% positive what the club was. The placard had simply said, USU Rainbow Organization. This Christmas tree was the creative product of the Gay and Lesbian Club of Utah State University. I want to say Merry Christmas and thank you to every member of the USU Rainbow Organization who in 1997 so meticulously and carefully spent hours creating a gorgeous Christmas tree for a family they didn't even know. They never knew who would be the recipient of their generosity. It's us, the Warners. We love our tree. This holiday, my husband and I and our children draped the gold ribbons. We hung the harps, the trumpets, the violins, the angels. We tied the bows. Of course, we don't have the original tree because it was a live tree. We have since purchased an artificial tree. But to this day, we use all of the same decorations. And every year at the Christmas season, I look at the ornaments and lights on the tree and it fills me with Christmas spirit. And I think of the strangers I don't know, who over 20 years ago gave their time, money, and talents, and gave me, a newly married college student, a very full, warm Christmas with all the trimmings. And that's why this, the story of my free gay Christmas tree, is one of my favorite Christmas stories. Hope you enjoyed it. I wish you and all of your family a very warm, Happy Merry Christmas. This is Malia Warner. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the Christmas story. Remember to go into iTunes and leave a review for this podcast and go to maliawarner.com and subscribe to receive my weekly Monday message, a little short inspirational email every week in your inbox with the podcast included. And I will meet you back here next week for the final episode of the 2019 season. We will be talking about choosing a word rather than setting a New Year's resolution. And I will be sharing some of the words that I've chosen over the last couple of years. I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a wonderful holiday week. Bye-bye, friends.